Now, how does this work? That seems oh, this better. Is a little bit better. Yeah, huh? yeah it looks. That's those exactly. lines look really <laughs> big. <laughs> yeah, it's all we're, we're peaking all the time right now. Okay, maybe yeah. we should turn it down a little bit here. Yeah. Here we go. All right, this is yeah, gonna go good. good. Maybe. Okay, everyone ready? Yep. All right. <clears throat> all right. Hi guys, welcome to Power Bottoms. Another edition of Power Bottoms. The podcast where we explore the seedy underbelly of film. Your maybe weekly podcast. Unless we go on vacation <laughs> or, uh, or we're tired. Yeah, Igor and our, our, we have a special guest today coming in with us, um, an expert to talk about the movie that we watched this week. Doctor. He's a doctor, okay? Uh, should preface his name. Yeah, yeah. do you want to introduce yourself? Right, I, I have a PhD in art history, so I, I am a doctor. It's Dr. Pero Caliente. Uh, and for those viewers at home, that's Dr. Hot Dog. He's here to talk to us about Dr. Air Spanish Bud. Hot Dog. True. The, this week's movie. For you and I. For those of you who missed it, he's here to talk to us about Airbud, his area of expertise. He did his dissertation on this film series, so he's going to be a lot of help. Isabel had to smoke a whole pack of cigarettes just to watch the, just to it's get true, through this movie. It was very stressful. It was hard to get through. Yeah. All right, hold on one second, guys. I'm going to cough. You guys talk amongst yourselves. All right, so, All right. so <laughs> Dr. Perro Caliente, in your <coughs> medical expertise, uh, how many times have you encountered a dog who had an insatiable need to play basketball? Uh, personally, uh, this might be personal, anecdotal, personal, but yeah. uh, several, at least five. At least, at at least five. five. Okay. Uh, so how many of them like eating pudding? Then, you know, like, it, it is, yeah, like dogs are part of my namesake, so I, I do have a soft spot for them. Okay. Right, well, like Air Bud really touched a nerve. That was an earned name, right? You didn't, you weren't born with Dr. Pero Caliente, the name, right? No, no, we don't, we couldn't find my birth certificate. So no, my real name, yeah. it's, who well, knows? you know. We'll let Obama figure it out. I think the doctor comes from a family of shady immigrants. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we, uh, at some point, we, are, we were all shady immigrants, right? Let's not single Dr. Pero Caliente not, out. Not me, well, I guess sort of me, half. Half you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay, let's get back to Air Bud. Let's get back to Air Bud. Uh, <laughs> Even though that was kind of about Airbud, uh, so it was. It was about one man's passion for Airbud and the Airbud franchise. True, true. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it is a long and storied franchise, which yeah. we will get into later. Yeah. But right now, Airbud one, yeah. We're the one that started it all. Yeah, the one that started a revolution, you might say. Uh, mm, of sorts. Some call it a surrealist masterpiece. True. Like I've heard the term Some. "the Citizen Kane" of our times thrown around <laughs> a lot, but like it was so fitting for this movie. I don't think it was. I guess I'm going to be the counterpoint to your Airbud fanaticism. You know, I can oh, see both your opinions, but I find the Citizen Kane opinion much more fitting uh, for the reality. Okay, so before we get too far into our um, talk about Airbud, I'm just going to re- read a quick synopsis about of Airbud for those who are unfamiliar right. with the premise. Right, here we uh, go again. The, the the dry part of the podcast starts now. Just listen, smoke break true time. comedy yeah. comes from preparation and she facts. Had her so, uh, all right, the the synopsis I'm reading is from Wikipedia. Diffident in the wake of his father's death, high schooler Josh struggles to adapt to his new home in Washington State. That all changes, however, when he signs up to be the school basketball team's manager and discovers that his pet dog, Bud, a stray golden retriever he took in, can play the sport amazingly well. After Bud joins the team, Josh's life brightens considerably until the dog's former owner, Norm Snivelly, returns in hopes of reclaiming the pooch. Yeah, the, the synopsis show doesn't mention this, but hands. Norm Snively is a clown. Show of hands here. Who knew this kid's name was Josh? I did not. I, I, had no I don't think idea. it was even mentioned more than <laughs> once. <laughs> I think kids said like five lines throughout the whole movie, maybe. It's true. He's one of the most boring, blandest protagonists I've ever encountered. If this movie was made like, three years later, he would have been an emo kid like in this movie. Like, exactly. Like, like, 
he brings to mind like the Kristen Stewart's character from Twilight, who's just like a blank slate who mopes around. That every other like single parent raised household kid can project themselves onto. That's true. That's actually a good point. It's yeah. that uh, you know that quiet kid who couldn't fit in. Uh, but remember, like, let's not take away from the true star of the film, Air Bud. Right? And Air like, Bud. Yes. We didn't want uh, a child actor who had little to no talent. Which funny, like, I don't the think dollar. they ever like mentioned the phrase Air Bud in the, in the film. Ah, uh, yes, they, they do actually. The, the principal, the, the principal oh, the announces principal the dog okay, as yeah. Air Bud. Okay. Okay. Uh, but more than that, no. I guess that, that's part of the nuance, right? Like, uh, it was just great that they just it was implied, bombarded it was implied with Air Buds. Movie, yeah. I would also like to point out that the most successful, or like the, mo- the, the biggest star power brought to this movie is the dog himself, Absolutely. Air Buddy. Uh, that's his real name. That's how he's listed on IMDb. He also plays the dog on Full House. Plays Comet. Well, no, no way. Yeah. Was, was Full House still on at this time? I assume so. Or was like he had to find work after Full House ended? Uh, well, the dog, okay, so... <laughs> tough times for tough Air Buddy. Well, Air Buddy died a year after this film Did they change his name for this from movie? From or, like, Was his name actual Air Buddy? I think his name was actually... Buddy. Buddy the buddy. dog, I think. Yeah. He's, he's in the credits, he's listed as Buddy the dog. IMDb lists him as Air Buddy, so he might have... You know, decided to switch up his brand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right, um, reinvent himself. A yeah, bit. but what this also means is that all the, the, all the following <laughs> Airbuds were were not the same dog, which I guess we all assumed anyway. Uh, you think they, 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 there was a certain the, shot where there was no less than three Airbuds, like in the use. Like he appears in th- different parts of the building that he could not have been. It could not have been the same dog. Like, <laughs> well, like it could have. They could have just used no. cutting technology, or they could have had been a guy standing they, they, outside the house Isabel, running around carrying Isabel, a dog. They didn't do that. I, I think uh, it was probably just movie magic, guys. Like, uh, you know what? Like, there are different types of movie magic. You know, if we stopped being so cynical, we could have just appreciated it for like Airbud. He's just there. He's, he wanted to really see the like the mom as she was talking about like whether they'll keep the dog or not. He was very concerned. He wanted to be kept by that kid, which we find out at the very end of the movie. Which uh, what happens? Spoiler does he go? Alert. Does he go to the clown owner who mistreats him, or does he go to the kid who loves him and lets him play basketball? I, I picked the wrong horse on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was totally. You were pretty upset actually when he like went and tore up the guy's newspaper and then like. Pretty much, that was his property. That was his property. His well, the dog is his property technically. Yes, that's well. how. Unfortunately, that's how the laws work here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dr. Perro Caliente can enlighten you a lot about dog ownership laws. I'm sure. Right, Dog Owner Liability Act. You know, like let's not even get started on that. I could go on for days. But I've heard you do so. It's yeah. very dry. On your own uh, separate yeah. podcast, which we won't mention here. Mm-hmm. Academia uh, is an incredibly dry area. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't lend itself well to this medium. I'll well, spare all of you from that. Yeah, well, thank, thank you, you for, for climbing down from the ivory tower to join us for this <laughs> podcast, though. Uh, oh. which is, this is gonna, hopefully, it will be a much more lively conversation about dogs that play basketballs and in ensuing movies, many more other sports, but all, all involving balls, I think, except for hockey. Anyways, so this Doesn't movie... Doesn't Airbud also play hockey? I, I thought Airbud played hockey. No, 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 that one doesn't involve balls. I've said all of them involve balls except oh, hockey. Oh, okay. okay. All right, we're getting into the semantics of balls now. Okay. Well, that's the premise of the So, movie. speaking of balls, uh, I was surprised. They did not designate this movie. It was not, it was not a female dog okay, playing the okay. dog. This, Here this we go. Full-on genitalia hanging out. Like, Igor kept complaining about the dog's... And I quote, I wasn't pendulous balls I was amazed. throughout he, the movie. I never noticed them, though. I, I, I did not see them. separated from the rest. Doctor, did you see them as well? To me, he was a genderless dog fighting, uh, you know, the, the harsh realities of I think Igor is projecting his own, clown, uh, uh, his own obsession with, <laughs> <laughs> you know, true. whatever. Onto this dog because I did sure. not. I Igor's did not own see that. insecurities. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a bit jealous once he saw the genitalia. He's freaking out. <laughs> penises, there are penises everywhere. True. Igor's yeah. a huge Victorian prude. 
Mm-hmm. I am. Like, I mean, uh, Disney, that's the way I like to imagine, you know, like animals usually. Actually, that was a Disney movie, with but with Disney cartoons. Skulls. No, nothing. Flat surface. That's what I want animals wow. to have there. Wow. Just Kendall. Kendall down there. So, there's a lot of Freudian stuff going on mm-hmm. here. We could... There's a lot to unpack, but let's move on. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely yeah, agree. There are a lot of creepy things in this movie. For example, the opening features a giant clown face arising from the horizon. While a little tiny bird watches. Specter, yeah. What does While it mean? Bird While a bird watches. That's how in the opening shot, there's a bird sitting and it watch, watching it go by and then the bird flies away. I, I suspected that was an ode to Hitchcock's birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably. Yeah, uh, sentient animals. I it, think, it no, falls no, I in think, that genre. I think that was right, like right. the master surrealist like, who directed it, like, who wrote it. <laughs> I think that was their impression that like, from here on, the bird, that's the reality and like, what, you, what you think can happen, that goes out the window with this buddy. Like, you get ready for anything. And then sure enough, they go into this town called Fairfield something. Fernfield. Fernfield. Yeah. And it says at the bottom of the quote is anything where anything can happen. And you're like, well, all right then. I'll, so everything Dog can yeah. play basketball. Suspension of disbelief. Suspension of disbelief suspended. goes out the if, window. I don't no, care. Like, Wouldn't that reel it more in because it's sort of... No, it goes out the window. Anything can happen. And I won't, be, I won't deny it. Exactly. So that's increased suspension of disbelief. I mean, exactly. Disbelief goes out the window. Suspension of disbelief goes right in the window. Like, time, two times. Yeah, okay, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that's right. what I meant. Okay, that got cleared up. Thank um, God. I was so, Airbag is all. getting nervous here. <laughs> I was going to actually walk out. Sorry, that's like. You guys figure Look, it out. Not on the microphone, please. Like. <laughs> so, Airbag is owned by a scary clown. Who was named- acting? Did you Snivel. guys know his Snivel. name Snivel. was Norm Snivelly? Because I did not know that until reading no. the synopsis. What was his moniker that he used on the advertisement? I, I have can't no remember. idea. I don't know that either. I, I hope it probably, wasn't. So this clown is shrouded in mystery. Hopefully it wasn't with a clown. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, like something stupid. John Wayne Gacy the clown. <laughs> That's an appropriate name. It should have uh, been John Gacy. Well, there are overtones, like disturbing overtones of pedophilia in this movie that... Uh-huh. Should Which we address? Let's address them. Let's address them. Uh, actually, I'm not sure what you mean. But, yeah, but let me we know. were talking about this. Yeah. But yeah, the basketball coach who sends his players notes saying you're invited to a private okay, yes, secret basketball tryout. Don't, Don't tell, tell your, your parents. parents. <laughs> <laughs> did, it, did it actually? Uh, we said that part, and I didn't read it. Like, did that actually happen? It said something there? like, "Don't tell anyone about no, this." No, yeah, it's like two, like one. It didn't one specify your parents, like, but I yeah. mean, I feel like that's implied that your parents are anyone. Yeah. You know, don't tell anyone. Your parents wouldn't understand. This is a very mm-hmm. private. Yeah. Like, we're gonna be having special drinks and watching special. Like, if you let anyone know, we, can, we couldn't juice. do this. So, like, you'll you lose your shot if you tell someone. It's never much. it's never clarified why it's a secret tryout anyway, because they have the basketball tryouts, right? And the kid does not engage. He just sort of sits sadly and mopily on the sidelines and gets offered a manager. Which, funnily enough, yeah, like, you know, makes him eligible for the manager job. Like, mm-hmm. like the guy's a, like, "Well, you came, you sat, kid. you watched. That's what a manager has to do. So you're hired." <laughs> Wow. And then after that, after what a remarkable show of leadership! <laughs> after, after they <laughs> establish the, the team, like he invites everyone for a secret tryout. But the the thing is, and the thing that stuck with me is, at the secret tryout, the kids attending that are the kids already on the team. Maybe they're on the shit list. But the, the star you player always, is, is at that tryout. No matter who Why you are, man, you got to try out. But they, they already had the tryouts. They had the tryouts. He picked the team, and then he invites them for those a secret weren't the special tryouts. The thing is, the kids going to this special tryout do not need to try out. They're the kids who, at the first tryout, were singled out as, like, the star players, where he's like, you're on the team, you're on the team, and then he's like, okay, let's meet after dark in the gym, and don't tell anyone about and let's, this. I'll, and I'll throw balls at you really hard where you can't catch yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, a bit later he, on, he's, he's throwing it at the star player, Yeah, right? no, yeah. not the star player, at the, like the, the kid who's 
Um, his dad is like really into basketball. No, no, no. That's that's the there's a kid who's like kind of shrimpy. When the main character Josh approaches the secret tryout, this one shrimpy kid is like, "Nah, give him a shot." And then the coach is like, "Okay." And he's sort of seen as the nice kid who he never befriends Josh. Josh never makes any actual friends who are not canine. But this kid seems kind of nice. Josh he's got a like weird, a... like inbred <laughs> Indiana type of haircut. Did anyone else notice that? Just sort of like a reject bowl cut. And he's very like Isabel. I think all uh, races are equal, so I, I don't approve of that comment. <sighs> all dogs are equal. All okay, fine. He's just got you. like a. Oh, good lord! It was a great haircut. We'll all agree on that. No, I, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna want. I'm gonna ask for the haircut when I go to the hairdresser next time. But just sort of the way he looked. Can you give like me the earbuds? Purposely, <laughs> I feel like they purposely tried to make this kid look. Like, he was very skinny and pale, almost like a macy. I like how you said the word shrimpy, and like that kind of. I, I never heard anyone describe it as shrimpy, but that conveyed really well. I think what you were trying to say, which is a Thank scrawny you. kid. Yeah, Thank I was like, you, did you admit that? I'm a wordsmith. <laughs> you are. You are. You are. Yeah. So at a later scene, the coach is shown one-on-one with this kid, just, like, whipping basketballs at him while the kid, like, cries. In the dark. In the in dark. In the dark. The lights are turned off in the gym. He's throwing basketballs at this kid. The principal sees it and senses something untoward has happened, and the, the coach is fired. But sure enough. That's something that, like, once the coach is fired, no one talks about it again, and what, it's like, oh, that's well, over with. What was the coach going for there? Like, here, no catch idea. these high-speed I, balls I think he was face. teaching him a lesson. Like, I was clearly not, not about to catch those balls. Like, he's... Like, I, I wonder where the pedagogy is, like, and rebuild him from the ground up. He could have been the greatest player there ever was, maybe. Like, perhaps, perhaps. Instead, but like, instead, like, there are all these overtones of like the coach is manipulating the players, and he's trying to break down their spirit. Well, there's a commentary about like coach abuse, like, you know, abusing their like uh, students and stuff like the that. The thing is, maybe that's what, I don't know if that's what they were trying for, though, because I feel like they. It's but I mean, inadvertently, inadvertently, I feel like it still on. was like a commentary on that. Like, it could be, yeah. But again, I'm not sure if they did that intentionally. I really don't think they did intentionally. That's a jerk. Do you guys catch that one part where, uh, whatever, Josh, I guess his name, he, he gets in the game, and then he does a layup, and then the coach pans out and fades out uh, on the side, but he's just like, he had this weird, vacant, creepy look on his face, <laughs> as if he was like, wow, this kid's pretty awesome. I, th- awesome. I think that was a moment just for you, like, don't leave, like, everyone else just kept having a conversation, you just like, wait a second. You have to scare creepy coach. Yeah, yeah, the, you like, the, it, was, it was the weirdest thing I ever. I mean, Dr. Pepper, <laughs> Me and you. <laughs> I wish, guys. That, that coach was... He was, he was some, something else. He was something uh, else. He was something it was, else. Yeah, it was a weird sort of adult thing. I, because I feel like a child wouldn't have picked up on those things. He would just be like, oh, he's a mean coach because he's nasty and frowns. But I feel like as an adult, you know, okay, right. this is... We need to search his house. Yeah. You know why? If I my child came home with a note saying, like, secret basketball tryout after dark, don't tell anyone, Right. I would I would call the principal and be like, so, like... This guy needs to I fire. think he was an, an unrecognized painter in his lifetime, and he's like, Dr. Pericoliente, could you come and analyze my paintings? I would on... And uh, you said no, so, no. and then the moment went on. Uh, was unanticipated by me. By you. Well, why don't you just come along with it? painter what? Yeah. He's the art history doctor, the PhD in art history, so... He had a moment I, I am a doctor. Let's oh, okay, say we're going back yeah. to that. Okay, yeah. I thought we moved on. All right. Like, uh, that's throughout the... We what have, institution? We have Dr. Pericoliente throughout that the whole podcast. I cannot say uh, where I earned my PhD, but I did earn it um, through questionable methods, perhaps. But still, you have to protect the integrity of the of the, profe- no, of the like university that gave it to you. Of the institution, they, they would probably be stripped Absol- of their uh, absolutely. It was an experimental program, the Airbud. Uh, course. Absolutely. I raised you a lot a, of eyebrows. You, you won a, a, a Cheerios paper. contest, I think, to go to that university. Right? I, I, f- uh, well, I did fill out a form have, on the back of a cereal have, box. Yes, yes <laughs> I did. That's correct. I got a free video game out of it, too. So 
Everybody Who's laughing now, Dad? Like, 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 <laughs> like everything I could do made me a success. <laughs> <laughs> it taught me all the morals and uh, work ethic I know now. You just gouge the prices. Is it like an NBA EA Sports game, but with Airbud in it? Is that what the video game was? Uh, no, that's my work in progress. <laughs> you kind of outed my own IP. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm under, sorry. That was under NDA, Isabel. Like, you'll, you'll get a letter about this. <laughs> you'll get a cease and desist very soon, Isabel. Uh, look forward to that. My lawyer will get in contact with you shortly. Um, one of the things that bothered me about this movie, like I mentioned with the, the strange sort of pedophilia undertones, was the fact that the movie never, like, really strikes a chord between being an, an adult movie and a kid movie. I mean, it's an overtly a kid movie. Uh, there are moments when, like, people get their faces put into cake. So you're saying the, uh, the pedophilia overtones are there for the adults, and then, like... Yeah, like, it almost feels like this, how would kids get this, and should they get this, and is it here sort of accidentally, or is it... Okay, what other pedophilia yeah. undertones were there besides that letter? Well, there weren't other pedophilia undertones, but just sort of... I felt like they weren't really sure who their audience was, because at a certain point, I got very bored, because I felt like things sort of got very dry... There was a basketball game that lasted for a very long time. I remember thinking, if I was a child, I would have lost interest in this a long time ago. It seems like it asked for too much time commitment on the time of the audience. Maybe that's just a generational thing, generational thing, and I'm used to like vines. And this was a time when people still had to wait for dial-up. This is back in 1987, when kids had attention spans as well. Yeah, maybe yeah, the, 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 I felt like the pacing was not what I'm used to seeing well, in I, kids I agree shows with now. You on that. Like, um, uh, but it could be a time. I think it tried to do era. a lot more than it could. Mm-hmm. Right, it tried to reach. Mainly a children's audience, and but also trying to hit less. adults as well, mm-hmm. uh, and like did very poorly yeah. on yeah. the adult front, and maybe perhaps worked for children. I don't know. It, like, but uh, I never saw it as a child. There was so a, here, here, here's a thing I'm sure kids love. There's a, a lot of spillage of uh, various no. fluids. No, I hated as a child. I remember watching movies like this because in the '90s that was a trope. If there's a table and a cake on it, yeah. someone's gonna slide across that table and get the cake in their face, and someone's gonna spill that paint, and that flower's gonna end up empty. Like you just you know. And I hated that as okay, a child. Well, Isabel, it was something that grossed me out, and I just felt like even as a kid I wasn't able to verbalize it in a way where I was like this is such a tired trope but right. you know I feel like I have news for kids you Isabel. kids for like the stuff I love the stuff as a kid I kind of did too you were yeah. like a backwards child from the Soviet and you and, were and yet I, I was in Scarborough I was raised <laughs> I was still able to transcend the boundary and understand like, it like so. they did that for a reason like ki- the majority yeah. of kids were no, they, they, they were not doing that out of the blue like they weren't doing it because hey the director thinks this will be hilarious like maybe I'm okay fine I was just an outsider child who Kids like the slapstick yeah. a little bit, right? you. Who didn't fit in, yeah. <laughs> she was just ahead of her time. <laughs> she was waiting to make this podcast. <laughs> yes. It was all building up to this. I've been taking notes for for 26 years. Or maybe it was just the fact that comb. I was an oldest child, so that my father was renting these movies when I was, say, like 12, because my youngest sibling would have been So four. I think that says more about like how you felt abused by your dad with the, all these terrible whoa, movies whoa, he whoa, made whoa. you. We're using pretty strong language well, here. And this is why you're seeing all this child abuse like overtones here, too, I think. Uh, I mean, let's I think the overtones deep, are let's pretty clear. Let's dig deeper into I, this. I don't there have any comments There was literally a coach that. abusing a child Look, by throwing basketballs at him. What does about this? Like, let's see. Like, what do you like? I, I'm trying to unpack what you're saying. Here. Uh-huh. You're saying that uh, her father renting these her videos dad, uh, was almost a visual abuse. Igor, stop t- trying to hoist Essentially, daddy her issues dad on me. would uh, bring over like all these terrible kids' movies that none of the kids liked, and he would say, "No, no, you'll love it." And he'll he would do this time and time again, even though none of them liked. I have it. distinct memories of when Dad would go to Blockbuster. Right. My mom would look around at us and be like, "Someone has to go with Daddy to the video store to make sure that 
think like this would fuck this up completely. And those were not the words my mother used, but and I remember someone being on the phone with my dad while he was at Blockbuster alone, and we were all just screaming into the receiver like, "No, no, don't get that one, don't get that one!" And my dad just very calmly on the other being like, "Yes, kids will like it. The kids babe will like pig it." Babe, Pig in the City. Hey, Babe, Pig in the City is a good movie. So, I saw that recently as an adult. It held up. Okay, I, I wasn't gonna say it bad, but uh, but you wouldn't have known okay. it's good by looking at the cover. Yeah, Babe was awesome. But anyway, anyway, I, I, any, anyways, <laughs> anyways, child, I was like, I trust and this now director. We, with, and now, as an adult, you find yourself doing a podcast about the very same movies you protested against watching as a kid. And so I'm still what does it say? What does it say about your life comes full circle? Once again, Jeff Goldblum was right. Life did find a way. Life found a way, <laughs> but not the way we wanted. <laughs> it never but, worked. But the dog died. Life. So I, you know, I gotta say, I never envisioned that I'd be doing a podcast about Airbud. I know, like we, me and Igor had talked about. Uh, doing a podcast for years yes uh, about various stupid topics uh but this is probably the best idea <laughs> yes. so that speaks volumes for <laughs> what we were thinking of before we all were, you need yeah. is me me and yeah you were the element yeah. that, yeah. the catalyst exactly. absolutely pretty much yeah because exactly. i was like igor let's do a podcast and then we did it then we did it mm-hmm. graham was the dead weight there uh, or gynes sorry gynes yes <laughs> please let's, you, let's use ketchup uh, fortune absolutely uh, please um the, the trust fund baby I just like all the characters in this movie. Globetrotter. You didn't like There is a, maybe the the coach who I like was the, the mom. old basketball player. The mom was player. pretty good. Mom was pretty awesome. The mom yeah. was a pretty flat 90s single mom who's just only, what you want out whose of only job mom. is to say things like you can't keep that dog but it's too much fine. Fine, you can keep the dog. Like that's what, what, what she's there for. She had a lot of range in that though. But the thing is <laughs> her it spoke volumes to me. Her husband died right. in a test pilot accident. She has two young kids. She's moving to a new town. Right. Because for whatever reason in the 90s, they were like, what would a woman do if her husband dies? She'd probably pack up and move to a new town where she doesn't know anyone and has no support system. Yeah, that's what she'd do. Which, can we talk about the... middle America, guys. The parallel lines there. Like, her husband was a dead pilot. Right. Something happened there. And then they end up adapt. Like, so he, there's a, it's a single mom household there with one kid, I think. And... Uh, then they ado- adopt a dog called Airbud. There are two kids. There was a. There's there, two kids. Yeah. Well, in, either way, she's a single mom, and then she ends up adopting a dog, Airbud. Right. Like you're Air drawing Bud. the parallel between Air the dead, the pilot, dead pilot, and the flying, flying pilot. Air, miss like male dog, missing father <laughs> right. figure. The key there's male dog. Mom yeah. adopts him. Male Eva dog. Eva always has to return to the pendulous balls. Pendulous balls. Mother <laughs> sees them. <laughs> <laughs> wants to adopt him right. immediately. I, I think there's so a shot So what we're saying here there. is that fathers can easily be replaced by dogs. Pretty much. Pretty much. Like, we're, society's, we've come to a place now. This, yeah, this is, that was a critique, I think, about uh, male um, roles in nuclear families. Like, we're vacant. It's true. Vacant, the, the bad guys are all men. Like, the yeah. coach, which, you know... For many people, coaches are surrogate father figures. Right. Sure. And the coach. females are the, only the, the mom, clown. and that's it. And yeah. the principal yeah. and tools slightly. Oh, the mom was, yeah, the principal was, but she was, she was sexless. She was kind of sexless. I, I, I feel say. like, like the principal yeah. was like a typical sort of dowdy woman. She was feminine. Her ears reflected the themes. Sure. Like I feel had, like there was no when acting. When they won the basketball it's, it's only game, she the earrings, wore smiley face. The earrings, yeah, the earrings reflected the acting. Yeah, when she was into the dog, the dog earrings came on. We saw her like smiling and cheering and, um. That was CG, I'm sure, like. <laughs> she was incapable of smiling in no. her life. It was all after. Uh, but I mean, all like, edited in post. Edit in post. <laughs> also, uh, if you read the newspaper that the kid reads, where the headline says like "test pilot dies in crash," you find out that he was a pilot whose job was to deliver hams to Muslims. 
So that guy was. Well, that's why the perhaps dog he corrupt. deserved to die. <laughs> I, no, I just feel like the Wait, writers of really? this movie didn't understand Muslims. Well, yeah, the Islamic culture at all. I think yeah. that might have been an inside joke there. Like, uh, perhaps that's where the real maybe that's why Airbud went and ripped up the ninety-seven were coming off the Gulf War. All the time they spent writing this movie was just writing the jokes for that newspaper, and then they're like, "Oh shit, guys, we have the rest of the movie to write." We blew all our budget on writing jokes for that. All right, so what are we writing a movie about? Like, it's a dog that plays basketball. Yeah, all right, let's do it. I can imagine the test room there. Like, so what about a dog? Right, and it plays basketball, and everyone's like, "Well, that's stupid." And then you got any better ideas? And everyone's just like, <laughs> like, "Okay, dog." I got, this, I got this pretty good joke about an air, air pellet pilot that delivers ham. So like, "Okay, well, uh, we'll, we'll throw fit that in there, there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work it somewhere, Frank." <laughs> there was actually a lot more shot about that, but then they ended up cutting it out in post. <laughs> We're still waiting for the director. Yeah, there's a huge backstory there. We, we did not watch it. Everything uh, about Airbud was supposed to be a backflash, actually. It's supposed to be like a flashback. But basically, you have a character who's lived through a lot of trauma, and basically, all she did, she's like a walking. Everyone in this movie is a walking set piece, even the protagonist. Sure. Who we made jokes a set about. Piece. Who, what do you mean by that? Like, they, they don't have any. Oh, like, they're like people. Yeah, they're just they're like. They're to move the pl- yeah. plot along yeah. woodenly. Um, I mean. Well. We have people who are sort of cartoonishly yeah. villainous, but. Well, that's the clown, yeah, like who comes uh, into the court case wearing his clown wearing outfit. Wearing his clown suit. Even though we've seen uh, him not wearing it. Normal walk, clown Before that, he's just walking around wearing regular clothes for whatever reason. He's like, time for court, time for the clown suit. Put, a, put my A game on and wear something nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe this, that's this his best suit. That's just <laughs> Sunday his best. fanciest <laughs> yeah. clothing that he owns. Blew all his money in clown college. <laughs> and clown Isabel, as a, as a young female, what would you do if you went on a date with a guy who, who on his profile, he was like, he looks all normal, and he comes in wearing that? Oh, I would ride the date out, absolutely. You would ride it out. It'd be a great story. It would be an excellent story. It would be. I just wouldn't let him get me alone. I'd make sure it was a public place. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I'd I'd just keep my knife on me at all times. So it looks like we'll have a blind date set up with guys. Oh, I do. Like, I already keep my knife on me at all times. Okay, so... so, I would just make sure that... Okay, so that's all Graham needed to know. You'd be okay with that. Okay, cool. So look forward to the next podcast but, yeah. where we just talk where about it. It's just me and Prashel that talk about the memory of Isabel. Okay, so these two have an inside joke about their friend Graham, and that's what they're referring to right now for all of you. Isabel, Listeners everyone gets it. The Graham lost. jokes, they transcend boundaries. Absolutely. Like that, <laughs> that down was walls. pushing me and Igor through a lot of a hard lot. times. They just came back, uh, by the way. The reason we had a break is because these two both came back from uh, Cuba. Cuba. Mm-hmm. I was going to say a two-week-long trip, but it was just a week and a bit, right? Eight, eight days, yeah. Eight which days, which is yeah. why I sound a lot more tamed than usual, actually. True, yeah. he's mm-hmm. emitting his voice this tan. A say gracias and hola a lot more than usual also. And, and what? Hola. 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 Oh, I was saying hola, hola the whole time. <laughs> no wonder they no spit one, in his yeah, face. No wonder, no, wonder. no wonder, yeah, they were watering down No wonder the locals are, like, spitting in his face. That did not happen. Until I asked him to. Anyways. It was an interesting experience. Uh... I think uh, Heinz Gines will be joining us in the Gines. future, perhaps. Perhaps. If, you, if the audience plays their cards right. <laughs> if his the, words, I mean, not mine. If, 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 if the audience likes and subscribes enough, you know, like, so everyone... We're going to uh, start a Kickstarter, bring Graham onto the podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. What are, the, what are the reward packages We there, have a, like? a photo all picked out that we got from his phone. So the $10 oh. tier, he comes, $10 Can tier, he comes in, that? like, you do this, like, as long as we get, like, $100,000, he'll come in. Mm-hmm. What if people pledge $100? What do they get? They'll come in topless. My God. Well, that's no, a limit there, but like, we, individual, there should be individual. Like, Igor and uh, the, the good doctor discovered a photo on Graham's phone. Uh, uh. Which we will release to the public if... Uh, Our ransom demands are met. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, no, we, we could definitely give that as a prize. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, if you if you pledge a hundred dollars or more, signed we'll send by you a framed Graham, right? photo signed by Graham himself. True. Uh, you know, when Graham. Graham's open to the idea, he said he may even bring the Lindbergh baby uh, along as well. I mean, that's a that's a really far fetched stretch goal there, though. That's like, <laughs> if we hit a million, I thought Graham was the Lindbergh baby. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> You've not been following along. <laughs> He missed a few steps there. <laughs> he did pretend to be the limber baby. Like, there's oh, okay. a whole Amelia Earhart thing there, too. Like, yeah. Anyways, we'll get into that on a different podcast. Uh, yeah, best for another podcast. Back to Airbud. Yes. <laughs> um, the ca- what else do we have to say about no, Airbud? Okay, my, my point about the characters being sexy is... Notes, did you not bring them? <laughs> oh, they're in my bag. I just didn't want to open them. I'll, I'll go so get some. I glanced at his notes when we were watching the movie at the top in bold letters. It just said Airbud equals dog. True. It, uh, it, it was a complex unpackaging. The insight was uh, astounding there. It's true. It took all my mental fortitude to break that one, and uh, you know, solve the puzzle. Absolutely. I, yeah. I'm a regular Sherlock Holmes. I, I think that that's one. the key to unlocking the rest of the movie. Like, it's pretty much. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. if you don't get that, then you're not going to understand right. the rest of the movie. It's just not going to. I mean, if sense. it's not a dog, you you like, like, why is this person doing all of his nose, and why is he walking? So you won't understand about the dog being dad being replaced by the dog. You just assume it was his dad. From the beginning. So there's also, there's also a theme of cages. There's a theme of cages in this movie throughout. The dog is in a cage, then he breaks out. The kid is also caged in by a fence, which he kicks down, and he sees those beautiful Labrador mountains behind him. And that's where he that finds river. his buddy. That's when he connects with the primal instinct in him, and he, when he goes back to what it be, means mm-hmm. to be human. This movie is all about breaking free. Breaking free. From our constraints. The, the dog breaks free of, of society. shackles of society, mm-hmm. of the clown's shackles. Of the shackles of not being allowed to play base basketball, later on baseball and other sports as well. What a triumph! Yeah. Uh, speaking of the dog breaking free from the cage in the beginning, so the dog I is in a, the dog's in an animal cage in the back of a truck, and it falls off the back of the truck, right. and then this cage is hit, not like a full head-on collision. She slams on the brakes, but it's tapped by the minivan of Josh and his mother. And everyone's freaking out because they're like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And the baby's crying. And then they look out the window and they see a dog emerge from this cage wearing a clown suit. And instead of being like, what the hell, this an- let's call animal services, they're like, that's not worth noting, let's drive away. That's a normal thing in Fernfield, though. Fernfield. Anything can happen yeah. in Fernfield. Absolutely. But, um, and probably will. Golden Retriever in a clown suit. They're just like the textbook. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Also, this the dog was looking at those cows for a long time, right? Like there was a shot where they yeah. just stared yeah, at each other down. Cows, cows res- a... represent masculinity. Bulls, especially. The cows so do not res- represent bulls masculinity. Do. But those weren't but those bulls. Weren't bulls. Those they were like cows. They represent cows. femininity. This is the welcoming okay, so of Airbud, the, the male figure male into figure, the yes. female. Okay, that world. makes more sense. Yep. You're right. Thank you. They're like, here's our surrogate male father figure. So he's eyeing them down. He's like, I own all of you. He's got the pick of the litter. Essentially. Basically, everybody's a bit of a stud in Fernfield, I think. I mean, not every not every you know dog gets to be the star of a like hit Hollywood picture like that. True, true. And uh, what a great like truly is. I'll, I'll He's the LeBron of dogs. He is like uh, it was the Citizen Kane of our time. And, yeah, uh, I'll say that again. I'll put my reputation on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think many people will. Lassie, disagree. like move over. Like there, Lassie, there's a new like dog in town. Lassie was a two dimensional dog. Is essentially what yeah. I'm trying to say. You could tell she's just a dumb dog who's just been trained to do things. Airbud felt it. Yeah, like Lassie was the errand boy. Yeah. Lass- Lassie represents uh, the patriarchy. Uh, trying yeah, to the status hold quo. Trying to hold, down. It's Once trying to Lassie hold starts getting more agency and becoming stronger, right. and you know more of an individual, then Lassie's shot. Yeah. 
That's what make everyone classy. And what does she really do? All uh, she ever does is I've comes home. Lassie, she comes so I'm home. I'm pretty sure that's that Lassie gets shot in the end, right? Uh, I think that's, that's old Yeller, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And they shoot old Yeller. Yeah, old Yeller. He has rabies, so it's a good thing to shoot him. Oh. It's a happy okay. ending. What the heck happens yeah. in Lassie then? Someone falls she down comes the well. She comes home. That's it. I thought, like, no, isn't that. That's another movie. No, it's, there's a movie called Lassie Come, Come Home. Okay, isn't there. Perhaps like, there's many iterations. Then there's of The Incredible Lassie, Journey, probably. which is a bunch of animals coming home. That was a good one. Also, Napoleon. If you guys are looking for more like animal movies to watch, Napoleon was a, a delight as a child when I watched it. What's Napoleon? It's this little little dog, and he was traveling in a little hot air balloon with other animals. I think. Is this the one where there's the disclaimer at the be- beginning that doesn't say no animals were harmed? Instead, it says like the greatest care was taken oh, when. Oh, Igor. one of the Soviet era animal. And there was a lot of speculation that like several dogs died on the production yeah. of this film. I have to, I have to imagine that's the case for most of them. Yeah. <laughs> It was for the greater good of this. Yeah, movie. those were not like shot in a green screen or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those dogs were actually in hot air balloons yeah. and manning it themselves. Mm-hmm. They had other hot people in hot air balloons filming them. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only practical way to do that. <laughs> it's the way Buster Keaton would have done it. <laughs> Absolutely. Probably, Absolutely. yeah. All right, so what did you guys think of the movie? I hated it. Uh, again, Citizen Kane of our times. Uh... The thing that I hate most about this movie was the fact that I just lost interest about halfway through. Because at one point, the dog joins the basketball team. The kid feels like he belongs. The old coach is fired. A new, friendly, magical black man is brought in as the new coach. Who's and a stand-in for Morgan Freeman, I can only imagine. Yeah, I they feel like they were like, we Morgan want a Morgan Freeman. Freeman type. And then this man is brought in. And like the evil kid, the bratty kid from the team, is then kicked off the team. And at that point, I felt like we had so much resolution, I was no longer invested at all. Was he kicked off the on. team, or did his dad pull him out and put him to a new team? Because he, he was wasn't benched, and then the dad was like, let's, yeah. ooh, let's go. Okay. Which yeah. is a shitty move by, like, what an insane thing to do. I'm sure it, it happens. It could also be a commentary on parents Hover who parents. go crazy yeah. about yeah. kids in sports. Yeah. And I mean, like, the scenes where everyone was Crazy, screaming like, about uh, parents, like a middle yeah. school basketball game. In my head, I was like, oh, come on. No one gets that nuts for middle no, school they basketball. Do. No, no, But they do. And I was like, do. yeah, no, yeah. sports parents are nuts. So maybe it was another social commentary, not only on uh, child molestation, but on crazy parents who get too invested in their child's sports. And we see the effect that they have. Like, this kid was a huge jerk because his father was, also was, was so jerk. focused on yeah, his like basketball He's projecting and, all his insecurities and shortcomings on that kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Too bad I mean. Airbot destroyed that kid. Nothing on Airbot. And uh, I'll say that again. Like that kid had nothing on Airbot. He was yeah. truly the better player. But at one point, Airbot fouls He was like Batista getting punched by Odor. Wood, Odor. Yeah, man. Great what punch. a but yeah, like what, what a, a, what a great You're just punch. really proud of yourself for making a, a real life sports reference. <laughs> I am. I mean, I was I was I was looking for a basketball one, but I couldn't uh, find enough. Uh, it was uh, a Pistons Pacers <laughs> fight. It just never came up. No. In this movie, about a dog playing basketball. This should have been a bench clearing brawl, is what Igor is trying to say. Oh yeah, I would have watched that. Bunch of kids wailing on a dog. Dog, dog, no, the dog is destroying them, just biting their ankles, and that's Cujo too. I think King's working on it. (laughs) Airbud goes feral, (laughs) like gets rabies. Yeah, Cujo too. He just like blatantly, he doesn't doesn't even making bother making it about Cujo. It's just Airbud (laughs) too. Even though there is an Airbud too, like (laughs) it's the real sequel, guys. No, it's Airbud. Here's how it really would have happened. Airbud comma two. Yeah, there's a scene where the Air evil Putt, kid gets the one like rammed by Airbud, and no one says anything. Well, are you talking about the, that where he b- bright bites yeah. that kid's uh, abdomen? I hope. 
Yeah, it looks like Airbud just like takes him down, and the kids yeah. lie on the court going like, "Ow!" And everyone's like, "That's okay." Everyone ignores it. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> another example of how you know this bratty kid has been ignored and pushed aside by the dominant father figure of this movie. That was actually why did Airbud not get a foul for that? The Airbud should have gotten a foul. Absolutely, like a no. technical. Absolutely. I feel like this movie's mm-hmm. moral basis kind of like it was shifted shaky. at that point because, like, yeah, like the dog just goes and like hits the kid. Like he's just a kid. Like I mean, ultimately, mm-hmm. he should be able to come around and like learn to be good and yeah. be with the good guys. Mm-hmm. No, he just gets fucking trampled on and fucking like. Trampled yeah, that's it. The dog hits him in the balls with his nose and the leaves. Yep. That's it. And I, yeah, I remember being surprised by that and thinking, like, oh, cool, a twist. Airbud, they show him, you know, they give him some depth. He does a dickish thing. Yeah. But no. It's just like, ha, let's let's uh, get this kid trampled. Yeah, yeah, on. no. Like, you're hoping that we're going to realize, no, wait, he, I mean, he's good at basketball, but he's still just an animal, right? Like, you're exactly. His true nature can't be ignored. No, he's, he's, he, no, he, like, uh, well, we were thinking he was part of MK Ultra, and, like, that's the dad. Right, he's triggered. He came back there, and, uh. It just activated on the, he, there's a code he, word the for heart, that. heart, yeah, essentially, he was badly wounded, they just transplanted his, like, whatever organs they could save inside of his dog, and sent him back. Right. This is where they got the idea for the lobster, this movie right here. Which I need to watch still. They should have just done an end cut where Airbud's flying up like a jet and dropping off hams in like, <laughs> Saudi Arabia. It's <laughs> airdropping like hams all over the Middle East. I'm sure that was in the director's cut. They just couldn't release it that way. Yeah, okay. <sighs> a bit too much controversy over that last scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps best that they did cut that off. Well, I mean, controversy is always good for ratings, right? Absolutely. I yeah. Think. Like, so let's say something controversial before we send off here. Uh, what will get this podcast really noticed? Ooh, how about we continue that conversation about the foreign investments into the housing, <laughs> which, stop, which stopped us watching the movie halfway Yeah, no, the thing, is, the thing is, this happened at that point in the movie where it, right. sort of like, it seemed like all the resolution happened, and then we all lost interest, mm-hmm. and we just started talking about the housing market yeah. and foreign investors. At a certain point, you could tell what's going to happen, and you're mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to be surprised anymore. Right, yeah. like we could predict. There's exactly so much more we could say about this movie, that like ridiculous things, but I just felt tired, like, okay, fine. Like It, it just becomes this wash of... Paint buckets being knocked over. Right. And people mentioning paint buckets, like paint buckets was being cut. Like so, at some point they didn't even have them. Someone just mentions that like this or that like happened. Mm-hmm. Tables being turned over. The referees thing. sliding that, like, into like tables. The ridiculous kangaroo court <laughs> that happens at the end like, where we're the ownership of the dog. Fantastic guys. That's what. All of those elements combined the, the to bad, create the bad guy teams. Like you know, like uh, coaches like pacing back and forth angrily. You know, I like that, on that scene. Team. It's like a mosaic, right? Maybe like a, maybe they were going for like a high realism where I was like, I really feel like this is going on for as long and in a, as boring a way as a real middle school basketball game would. Perhaps. Like I felt like I was there. I felt the same feeling I would feel if I was watching a bunch of teenagers, white teenagers predominantly, play basketball, which is bored. Yeah, like um, that was an interesting. So if you're gonna watch this movie at home, here are some drinking game ide- ideas. Which we guys. all rejected because we all think they're too dangerous. But we would have died. Doing <laughs> it. Yeah. The idea I had is anytime there's like a zany mess scene where something gets knocked over, a table gets knocked over, a cake lands in someone's face, take a drink. This will definitely make you drunk. Uh, any, anytime, within the first 20 minutes of a film. Any, <laughs> anytime Airbud finishes one uh, one uh, package of uh, pudding. pudding. pudding yeah. yeah, this thing was sponsored. Take a drink. By a snack pudding, pack pudding. By snack pack puddings. Yeah, so anytime everybody eats a pudding, uh, it could be also anytime that... Uh, anytime there's a surreal moment, it looks like it could be a surreal painting. I feel like that one's too, sure too open is. to interpretation. We want things that are easy. Well, now that, that I'm mentioning it, then they'll look for it. They will Perhaps. look. Perhaps. 
Anytime so they're obviously using a stunt dog wait, or a double dog. Wait, you're wearing those earrings I gave you. That's nice. Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't yeah. Those. Igor got me some earrings in Cuba. When yeah. he left, I demanded no that wonder he you get look more Cuban. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you did look more Cuban <laughs> with you those yeah. Yeah. You came in and said, hola, and said gracias, and then I, uh, I still couldn't put my finger on it. What's different about you today? Yeah. And then now I know. It, w- it was the earrings. It was the earrings all along. Yeah. I think Air Bud would approve. He winked at you at the end of the movie, so probably. Mm. Like, that, that son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 we always get really upset about it. <laughs> Anytime there's a creepy undertone, perhaps. Oh. Like, where you're like, mm, this isn't sitting well with me. Like the creepy coach. Yeah, yeah and unexplained. Like, anytime the clown was on the screen. Anytime the clown is on the, the screen. Or the coach. Clown or the coach. Clown on the screen. coach. Yeah. Very strange way of framing uh, the clown and the coach. Like the coach especially. Like what mm-hmm. the hell? I felt like this movie recycled itself a lot. It did. Yeah. I feel like this would lend itself very well to drinking games because there are just things that recur and recur and recur. Also, I have to question like some of the humor sensibilities here because it's like at some point the like the kid uh, uses not his own toothbrush; he uses his mom's toothbrush to, to brush the dog's to brush teeth. The, the Bronx dog's teeth, and like and then at some point, there's it's supposed to be a funny thing. It's like she's brushing her teeth, and then like there's a dog hair in here, and it's just like that's pretty upset. Kid, you're kind of a dick. You use yeah, your mom's exactly. toothbrush. Like you you're like jerk. you're like no, mine. No, I'm not gonna use my toothbrush on a dog's teeth. But <laughs> I use my mom's. Mom. My poor single mother who's working Who, like, her comes ass home off. wearing a like a hot. shoulder padded neon suit. So she obviously has some sort of a suit job. And then when she gets home, she immediately launches into full time renovating a house. Like she's painting. She's furnishing. She also has a baby. And her husband just died. Give her a break. Don't use her toothbrush to brush a dog's fucking teeth, you little shit. He's That's kind a of good a point. shit. Yeah. That, he, that, that kid sucked. And I think also, the, like, the mom is working really hard. Her yeah. husband just died. She's just moved. Like, everything that I said. And then her son is like, I found a stray dog. And she's like, we can't take this on right now. I'm too busy. We don't have the money. And the kid's like, ah, like makes a series of whining noises and then she's like fine she didn't make that exact noise I feel like I really sympathized with the mom in this case and I was like yeah if I was the mom in that case I'd be like we'll take him to a shelter we'll find him a good home but I can't deal with this right now I agree like that was very selfish of Mm -hmm. Josh Mm -hmm. to do right like uh, like, god have some perspective I feel like this kid is just a little sociopath he doesn't interact well with his peers No. he makes no friends he you know doesn't respond to things like facial cues we noticed at one point a girl comes up to him and like is sort of making eyes at him, and he just sort of like I got my dog. blank, passive face. He just spits in her face. I feel so yeah, Josh. Josh this is the story yeah. of a sociopath, well, and he also who destroys the career of the star basketball player, and to further his humiliation, has him replaced with a dog. And he's still he a then, cl- poor clown's like a failing clown's dog, mm-hmm, like. which is the only good part of his act. Yeah, he has no legal leg to stand on. No, and, and yet somehow he, he can't wins the legal prove, case. He <laughs> like, can't prove the dog was abused. His Dr. Pero Caliente, could you enlighten us on how that proceed, the proceedings went there? What errors were there made? Um, <laughs> what happened? Well, when how did j- this happen? When Josh, you, you're trying to set up a test for who should uh, have legal ownership over the dog, mm-hmm. and uh, he's alleging uh, abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the test isn't, well, the dog told me he likes me better. <laughs> you know, like, the, therein lies a lot of mental instability in Josh mm-hmm. himself. Like, he should have seen a psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I mean, like, clearly, he, 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 should be yeah. he can really, t- he can spend time with animals, but not with people. 
Right. Yeah, which is like I mean, that's but, concerning. Like, he yeah. shouldn't learn to socialize with humans. Like, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Also, he clearly mistreats the dog. He doesn't feed him dog food at any point in the movie. He right, feeds who, him snack yeah. pack puddings and spaghetti. Who told him yeah. spaghetti? I mean, yeah, spaghetti and pudding was an appropriate food for a dog. Mm-hmm. That dog would have been dead within a week. Yeah. Absolutely. Probably was. Yeah. Probably, yeah. I mean, the dog died of cancer a year later, so they probably were feeding him real pudding. Probably. Good lord. Fuck. Poor dog. Oh, my God. I didn't even think they would actually do that. That's terrible. I'm sure if they did a test on that dog, they would show that the dog was very like unhealthy. Like chocolate especially. Like. It was all this butter. Sc- yeah, they just gave him the whole gambit of, you know, typical flavors. Vanilla, chocolate. Marble. And <laughs> the swirl. I'm enjoying this new reading of the movie of Josh as a sociopath. Absolutely. So- this actually who really, who really should not have been let uh, like to keep the dog, but the legal legal system failed the mm-hmm. dog at this point. I think. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. As chattel, but you know, you know, what? Dogs well, are we'll have to listen. Wait for uh, the next Roe versus Wade, but for dog ownership for that one. I'm eagerly anticipating that case. Mm. All right. Any closing thoughts, anyone? Doctor Procoliete, Isabella, Igor. <laughs> Those are all of our names. Well, um, I don't like. I I'll say it again, Citizen Kane of our time. But again, Josh was a total dick. <laughs> so I have no sympathy for him. I hope he goes to jail. I think it's more, really more of a retelling of Terminator Two of our times, which is really like only it followed like six years after Terminator Two. So sure. too soon, it it kind of blew its load way too soon and does not does not hit the mark. Yeah, not a good movie. If you want to get drunk and get to witness the the cinematic jewel scene which is a referee confusedly looking at a book and literally saying the words there's nowhere in the rules that says a dog can't play basketball that was a high point for me that was a golden moment that, um, that was amazing <laughs> that was fantastic then you know then you can see this movie but it's it got no other redeeming qualities in my mind alright Airbud for life uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's a great place we're, to we're end all gonna get <laughs> Airbud matching okay. tattoos right yeah. <laughs> So um, we also get like a one third of the tattoo each, so we can put our hands <laughs> together. And, like, it'll be airbent. It, it'll age well, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're signing up for Power Bottoms. I'm Isabel. I'm Igor and Doctor Pero Caliente. See you next week.